Good morning, world. Welcome to Daily Musings with J.P. Hummingbird. After a long hiatus, uh, which can't really be explained, but as we go on, maybe it'll unfold. Uh, so yeah, back to the experiment, back to just observations, just to see uh, what emerges during this next hour. Uh, if that sounds a bit like a spiritual wanker, it's probably because the big part of me is. It's part of my, uh, what's the word? Coping mechanism, maybe. Uh, and it gives it gives meaning to uh, the struggles. But I'm going to start today just by reading, uh, it's a book I've been trying to pick up and I've never actually read it. Uh, and it's by someone called N.J. Stallard. Uh, yeah. The Barbara Hepworth Blues. I haven't read this poem. I started just reading it and I just thought, let's just read it live and see what happens. And You know, I'd, I'm not the kind... With poetry for me, it's like you read it and just, what do you feel? Uh, but I don't break it down and analyse and pick it to pieces. I'm not really interested in that. It's more just like, uh, does it, you know, some poems just hit you in the spot and some don't, and that's fine. And, uh, yeah, I'm interested in this because I know this person and uh, she's a beautiful soul. And, uh, yeah, she's linked to other beautiful souls that I know. And uh, that feels special. So let's have a look. Uh, the Barbara Hepworth Blues. At the bottom of the garden, my mother and a woman dressed like Barbara Hepworth argue over a sculpture of my birth. Whether the bronze plinth is necessary, the right shade of blue for the umbilical cord, Hepworth adds a curl of hair with a toothbrush, pats down its sides like a pony. My mother sticks her chisel in, disappointed by the arrangement of her legs. If she had a way, the sculpture would include a dancing fountain and hum like a refrigerator filled with roses, sundials and coats of arms, snacks, soft drinks and wine. Instead, the sculpture stands in the April shadows of overgrown gorse, a bundle of cold clay, one arm in the air like the chimney of the defunct engine house where my father worked in the summer of 85, where copper wires crawled in beneath the sea. No messages. But what about the father? Hepworth asks. Oh, he wasn't involved, my mother says. Hepworth rolls her eyes, the whites of her eyeballs like a cliff face, the grey of her overalls like a gun. She begins to sing. Don't turn your back on me, baby. Blues like the sulky one in a rainbow. Blues like your favourite moon. With so many conflicting opinions, a therapist had warned the sculpture of my birth of this moment and offered some advice. Be lucid. Talk to the older generations as if talking to the sea. Keep a list of all their errors, like those lists you'll keep of the things you eat while falling in love. Roast beef, feta cheese, champagne bonbons, french fries, a blade of grass. Keep a list of the places where you'll no longer have to be a sculpture of a birth, the back seat of a minibus across Anatolia, 
the heart-shaped swimming pool of Le Club Militaire. Even Hepworth cannot capture the light as it falls across your face on a Red Sea bottomless boat. Your feet pressed against the window of passing coral. Isn't blue a bit obvious? What about yellow? My mother interrupts. The woman who refused a pedicure on her wedding day, who said if she wanted her toenails a different colour, she'd slam them in the car door. Blue like the indoors, with the outside coming at you with a chisel. Blues like your favourite ocean, hep with sighs and dusts her overalls. Abandons the sculpture, heads back up the garden path. In the evening distance, yellow gorse rattles against the windows of a passing train. Beautiful. Mm. Yeah, I feel, uh, yeah, that was moving. experiences those different moments like is it are you experiencing there is no there's no fixed like the idea that we're a collection of of memories that sort of attach to this fixed point it's not really true is it it's uh Constantly shifting and uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I can't really. I felt a lot reading that. But I can't really express it, which I guess is not good for uh, <laughs> this format. But. I found that moving, and I, and I found and I feel more connected to the person who wrote it in an unusual way. Or I just, just like I definitely shared some of those experiences, uh, or some of those ideas. Even though I might have completely different ideas to Stallard, but oh, I'm so happy to be back in this place where I can sit and read a poem and. And just absorb it. Uh, man, it's taking a long time to get to get back to this point. And I don't know where I've been. I don't know even even if is this just a completely different person who's emerged uh, and can do and can sort of be back here. God knows, man. I can't remember the last time I, I podcasted. It must be a... I'm imagining about three months ago. Two or three months ago. T I tend to have this life cycle of like... Every three months I have to completely change everything. Like a total rebuild. And while it's like... <laughs> frustrating... Because it's like every time I think I've found, I found the way, you know, to uh, move forward and 
maximise like contentment, happiness even. Uh, as fleeting as that is. But now I'm not, you know, after doing it for so long, it's like I'm not, I can't be as naive as I, as I was. Like, I know, like when I get into a groove now, like right now, today, I just, everything's aligned and it feels like amazing. Other than like, I feel really dehydrated. Because I managed to, so yeah, I woke up today shifting and turning but like I woke up at nine o'clock which for me is like an incredible feeling to look at my clock and it not to be like half five uh, yeah interesting and as a result I don't know even just like the amount of time I've been without fluids but yeah Yeah, I think this digression's going a bit far. But I watched a, a nice film yesterday called Coda, which I don't think I want to talk about, but only in the sense that to be able to, yeah, I was comfortable sitting or lying and just watching a film until midnight, and uh, I haven't done that for a long time. Uh, and the idea there's like this the family's deaf apart from the girl the sort of protagonist and she can she has to like translate for them and and yeah I don't know maybe I can maybe thinking about it now I can actually yeah when you're the one person in the family yeah that's interesting actually they're like a working class fishing family, like out on boats and they're all deaf and they have to cope with that. I and mean, she's the only one who can translate that, you know? And uh, what am I trying to do now? I guess I'm trying to think like, she's the odd one out in that scenario and she has desires that are hard to explain. And, uh, they're very loving and closed and and it's it's beautiful but she wants to expand and and, and change and uh, I guess growing up I had that similar experience in, in the sense of like working class town working class family very very close very sort of the way we express ourselves is unique <laughs> in the sense uh, yeah just maybe just that Mediterranean edge which gives you this like the way we talk to each other and our and sort of the way we're very brutal which is a combination of working class culture and Mediterranean culture just that ability to just sort of attack each other in a <laughs> in a like harsh loving way I don't know man what is that uh, and uh, and then you want it and then when it comes time to leave that nest, that culture that because you want something different that can be hard really hard hard on the family 
hard on you as you're trying to adjust and, and you, you and you come into contact with different cultures, different ways of, of being, you know, socially, social, economic stratas and, and culturally and Yeah. See that's just landed now. I never saw any of those parallels while I was watching that film. Oh, sorry. Say. Yeah. It's just emerged. Same with that, you know, when I read something or... I don't know what's going to emerge. I don't know what's sort of bubbling underneath. But I recommend Cody, yeah. thought it was nice, well put together. Some of the characters were... And yeah, the one bit I found interesting was like when they were communicating using sign language. I don't know if there's meant to be subtitles, but there was none on the copy I had, and I and I just a point where I was like, oh, where's the subtitles? Do I need subtitles? And then I just left it just to experience that feeling of like, yeah, I don't know what they're saying, and if I was in that situation, I wouldn't know either, and it's. And they don't know what I'm saying or... Yeah, that was the other thing I got from it, is that... Just the isolation and confusion when you... When you are different. <coughs> yeah, the, I think the bit that got me the most was when the father is this, like... He looks like a, just a wild Frenchman. Just this essence of like just jovial laughter and uh, I don't know why I just had that impression same with the wife as well and but it's based in Boston and they try they go to a concert to listen to her sing and they're just in the audience just looking for cues because they can't hear anything and they just, when people clap, they clap. They just see her on stage and that gets them excited, but they can't register what's going on. And yeah, I don't know, this might be a spoiler alert, but uh, yeah, after the concert, she sits with her dad and her dad and asks her to sing and then he puts hands on her throat so she, he can sort of feel the resonance of it and yeah real I like that scene to try and break through that barrier of misunderstanding because she's halfway you know he the th the mother the father and the daughter the son they're they are they're that they're isolated in their diversity you know and she's and then she's caught, she's halfway in between that. She feels isolated because of that, because of because of them and the way they have to live. And she feels it as a burden, but people around her think it's like interesting and cool and you know, or some people make fun, but so she's sort yeah. So she's got one foot in their world and one foot in the other in every in the other world and and you can see the pain or the like the separation in the parents' eyes and 
Yeah, I know that feeling. I've definitely felt that. And and just that that divide where you're trying to communicate and connect. Oh, shit, man. Yeah, it's interesting, that's painful, like, because if I think of my parents, especially my mother, she just has this yearning, this this incredibly, like, powerful yearning for her kids to be just happy. (laughs) But the pressure that almost creates, like, creates a sort of, a barrier to communication, you know, because it's like you want results, like, but that's just not the way. <laughs> like I've got, uh, right now I'm super content, but I'm really content because I'm on my own and it's quiet and I've rested and I'm here now just trying to explore the sort of morass of thoughts and feelings and half-formed ideas and reflections and and that's yeah that's that's like that is genuinely enough for me in this moment like it won't be later when there'll be some yearning that'll rise up and some desire and some grasping and and I'd be like, where the f- does that come from? But this moment right now, yeah, it's just bliss. And, uh, and I'm almost worried I'm piercing the light. Am I just in this state of suspense, disbelief, you know, like, and am I piercing it now with these reflections? And is it gonna burst? But. Yeah, just, I don't know. As I said to uh, my boy Sam Cook, he came up at the weekend and said, I just can't believe we're still alive, man. And it's like, I'm just, yeah, it's all just cashing in. Whatever arises, it's all a bonus. And uh, yeah, he found that useful. And it's something I've I've been saying for a while, you know. Can't believe I'm still here. Like, despite all the sort of suffering and the knife edge of like existence, I don't know. And maybe you feel like Maybe you don't feel life like that, but I feel, I've always felt close to the edge of like, yeah, is, is, is this really worth it, you know? Like, the balance of and uh, yeah, just confusion about like, why is it so difficult? Life's an ocean with too much emotion, 
This is a great Richard Ashcroft. Once sang on Northern Lights. And uh, yeah, there's times when that's overwhelmed me completely. And uh, I've not been able to process it. And, and it's only been a, the last year or two where I've changed the lens and looked at it through a sort of neurodiverse lens. And I'm not gonna get into all that, but it's definitely shifted. Also, I'm not afraid for a little assistance, a little uh, from the, yeah, a little prescriptive assistance, a little, uh, little 10 milligrams of citalopram or just to sort of, yeah, like this last week, there was like a huge rift in the, uh, in the, the warp or like just felt like there was a gaping hole and like an existential whirlpool in in the middle of my I don't know just tearing my soul in two if that makes any sense but uh so I just yeah I was trying to process it and then I just thought just get back on to Telepram and, and just yeah it sealed the rift and you know I don't And it's like the second half of my week has been a lot more interesting or just able to enjoy the day more. And uh, yeah, being able to sit here now actually and, and talk, that's interesting if I think about it. So I'd stopped taking for a couple of months maybe and And maybe it's coincided with not doing this. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But uh, what? Was, yeah, Friday was like a real interesting, like a good. You know, our old friend just turns up, and you. Uh, <clears throat> and I felt ready to host and 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 be and. Yeah, it's nice, generous atmosphere, and both on the same wavelength, you know, able to laugh and chuckle and enjoy like the memes we've shared over the years, but then able to have a little, yeah, a little therapy session and share our woes and in a like natural way. Uh, it was super cool, and then went to watch a musician, Chris Isaac. Uh, the halls in Wolverhampton, which is this kind of like, yeah, like a legendary venue. I just remember being there years ago and I couldn't imagine what it was like. But when I was inside, I remembered standing at the back of there and watching the Black Keys in their early, early career uh, and meeting Robert Plant in the bar singer Led Zeppelin fame you know and just think and just like when I was back then I was you know starry eyed and just like this is all incredible I don't know or this yearning to be on stage you know be part of that sort of world 
And then, yeah, this time it was like, I had no real, I didn't even know who Chris Isaac it was. And we just, uh, I'm sat there. He comes out in this like sparkly suit, like channeling Elvis, like, like a Vegas Elvis. And, and the, the gig started and I was like, oh, it sounded like, a, like an old Midlands blues band you know like I was like oh this and then I just had to I was tempted to message Von Neumann and just be, you know because I chatted to him before oh yeah Von Neumann's having it yeah it was joyful he's he's left British shores for a while I was super happy uh, and he was out roaming and that, that brought a smile to my face and then I was in then I started, sat down to listen to this. And he said, oh, <clears throat> I told him I was at Chris Isaac. He's like, oh yeah, wicked game. And I'm like, I don't, even, I don't know what he's talking about, you know. I, have, I, could, I had no premonitions. And and then this band starts and I'm like, oh my God, this is going to be awful. Uh, it was my initial thought. And then I just had this urge to like message and because we share, we love to critique. Uh, but I don't know. But I just thought, oh no, don't do that. So I turned off my phone to make sure I couldn't do it. And uh, yeah, just settled in and watched the, uh, largely, yeah, it was a crowd of old white people, Midlanders and, uh, and and just that this random women were getting up and dancing and stuff and it was kind of fun and like I thought yeah settle into this you know it's like a mid-level watching people enjoy themselves and you know the band were tight uh, and then all of a sudden it just like and he was yeah oh what did he do he just like just loads of patter he started talking like between songs and and obviously, and he's just super charming and, and humble and, yeah, gregarious in a, in a kindly way. And it was like, oh, he's drawn me in, you know what I mean? Use a charm offensive to sort of mask uh, the average sort of songwriting. But then, uh, then there's just one song he played, I can't remember what it was, but he just didn't, didn't talk between songs, he went straight into this song that I just, people had mentioned but I, I, I couldn't imagine it and then it just came in like mm -hmm. I can't even sing it now because I don't know the it's a uh, wicked game how does it go I, I should have learned it but I tried to learn it but I... what a Just like, how does it go? Ah. <laughs> as you can see, I'm so well prepared as always. Uh, but it was just a level above everything else, you know, and you could tell. And if you only write one song like that in your whole career, it's like fair play. It's like, if I think about 
like I wrote hundreds of songs over the over. There's only one I probably like. You like I think yeah. And uh, yeah, this song you can tell you know he's built his career around it, and it's. I'm just trying to uh, have a little look for it, but I don't know. What a wicked game to play in love this way. Wow, this is getting crazy now. <clears throat> anyway, great experience and... Uh, yeah, I like the idea of channeling Elvis. Uh, he played a few Elvis tunes and he played some Buddy Holly as well. And uh, I think I'll try and play some. Uh, I might try and channel some Elvis now. Oh, that's it. Let's just see if I can play a bit of this song. line it's so dark this tune like he's this bright light it's like uh, the main bit is no I don't I don't want to fall in love with you and at the end it's like and I thought he was singing I want to fall in love with you and then uh, Paul Newman pointed out that no it's I don't want to fall in love with you and it's almost like he he said the way, way he sings it he, he sort of skips that don't bit which I guess is the point, isn't it? It's like, you really do, but you know you, you know it's gonna ruin you, do you know what I mean? It's that. And that's like, uh, so I watched the music video and he's just like, he's just black and white. And he's looking young and like, handsome as, he just, he does look a bit like Elvis. And he's just on the beach, hugging this like suit, like supermodel eyes, you know, the Scandinavian supermodel eyes. And, and you can see him just getting like, yeah, I don't know. But the last line is like, nobody loves no one. Like super dark. And that's how he just ends it. Which kind of makes up for the, uh, like a, the, the song is a masterpiece. The only bit, so I just didn't like the harmonies, you know, the world is, only gonna break your heart. So the guitar player and the bass player sang that. And that was the only bit that I just didn't didn't resonate with me. But that last line, as Von Newman points out, just makes up for all that. <laughs> if that is a problem for you. But I think for most maybe most people it's not, but <clears throat> the world the world is on fire and no one can save me but you. It's strange what desire will make foolish people do. I never dreamed that I'd meet somebody like you. And I never dreamed that I'd lose somebody like you. I don't ever want to fall in love. I don't ever want to fall in love with you. With you. What a wicked game you play. 
to make me feel this way. What a wicked thing you do to let me dream of you. What a wicked thing to say. You never felt this way. What a wicked thing to do to make me dream of you. <laughs> but I guess it, nobody loves no one. <laughs> that feeling. That's, uh, well, shit, I'll stop talking for a bit. Oh. So. <clears throat> Well, it's nice to be uh, back in this space and uh, part of me doesn't want to stop, but then I think going over half an hour is probably too much. But I will try and podcast more, maybe at random times. and I feel like I want to connect with people again. I don't know what that will look like. I don't know how long it will last, but hopefully I can see. Look, I'm, I'm, this is the jump off again. This is the jump off to the next three months of my life. And uh, oh, fuck. who knows where. <laughs> and as much as I'm reveling this upsurge, I wonder what the end of this three months is going to look like. Wonder how I have to completely change my life again. <laughs> and as much as I don't want that to happen, it's going to happen. And uh, it always does. And I accept and embrace that process of this, like, that's just, yeah, it's the way I'm wired. And, uh, I used to think that was a negative thing, you know, I'm fixed. But I'm not fixed. It's just that these are the these are the these are the sort of cycles that keep emerging and it's folly for me to deny those cycles. Like I'm observing. If I look at it <clears throat> Yeah, these are the cycles, you know? And that's that that's never gonna change. Like everything changes all and these cycles sort of say like, oh, you know, but that's what doesn't change <laughs> the change the constant change <laughs> oh man which is cool because like sometimes when I feel shame from some act from the past and, and I do like and it hurts and you know I've done some great things and I've done some not great things and but now I'm sort of like I can see what that person I don't know yeah essentially it's not you is it it's hmm. I don't know where that came from alright let's uh, let's sing a sort of similar song similar vein to that but like uh, to the song I've just been ranting about and just didn't bother to work out. I just don't think I can pull it off, that song. And I want to say to Chris Isaac, fair play, mate. Absolute. You wrote a masterpiece. Like, uh, it's not many songs that capture something like that, that song. Uh, so, yeah, well done. 
and uh, thanks for coming to Wolverhampton. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> guys You ain't a friend of mine 